Good morning, everyone. Hello. This is another episode of Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. Today I'm talking to someone who is based in my favorite city in the world, and that is not Berlin, that is Paris. Her name is Adeline Bodmer, and she is head of people at Gorgias. Good morning, Adeline. Thank you so much for being with me today. I know you are still tired and jet-lagged after your trip to the States. If you would like to briefly introduce yourself and tell us what Gorgias does. Sure. Good morning, Georgina, and thank you for inviting me over. Uh, so yeah, I'm head of people at Gorgias, and we are a SaaS platform um, who provide, which provides a help desk uh, to e-commerce merchants. And we've been a company since 2015. Okay. Um, Adeline, I know that Gorgias has several locations. I don't remember exactly what other locations aside from San Francisco and uh, Paris you have, but I know you travel a lot, right? This is something that, that comes with the job, I suppose. What, what other challenges are there when, when you have several locations and you're head of people for all of them? Yeah, absolutely. We, we're based in several countries, so we have two locations in the U.S., um, uh, offices in San Francisco, as you mentioned, in Charlotte. We're based in Toronto, uh, in Sydney, uh, in Australia, uh, mm-hmm. Belgrade, Paris, and we have um, a few folks in uh, Romania, eight of them so far, mm-hmm. uh, so both office and remote workers. Um, Indeed, uh, that involves a bit of traveling, as we were mentioning. Well, so far, lucky me, I've been traveling uh, only three times uh, in eight months, which I believe is okay. Um, I would say the two main challenges here are uh, time zones and compliance. Mm -hmm. Time zones, uh, yes, it's challenging because uh, between uh, for instance, Bucharest and San Francisco, yeah. there are 10 hours, a 10 hour difference. Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, um, connecting uh, uh, between each other is more challenging. And it implies um, uh, a culture of uh, async work mm-hmm. must mm-hmm. be written uh, using docs uh, for everything to documentate uh, your work. Um, and. I believe this has led us to have a very great uh, knowledge base uh, <laughs> in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, the other uh, challenge is the compliance and yep. the rules alignment because each country is different and we want to make sure that um, the benefits we offer, uh, the, um, uh, the rules between each country are quite aligned. And so we, it required from us a lot of reading, uh, connecting with uh, other lawyers to make sure these uh, rules between each countries are quite aligned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I remember. I, I imagine that it, it has to be to be challenging to put all of these people together from all sides of the globe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Corona has pushed us all to to do it, right? So we, so yeah. we have to. Definitely. Yes. Um, since this is mostly an employer branding podcast, I was wondering, how do the Gorgias employees perceive your brand? I know you guys run engagement surveys every quarter, yeah. so I'm, I'm curious, how, how does it sound like for them? Yes, you're right. And 
uh, every quarter we would definitely ask them questions about how they perceive Gorgias, how they feel about the company. Um, overall, I would say that what stands out the most is the fact that people at Gorgias learn a lot mm-hmm. and they and this is something they're really happy with. Uh, and it relies on them thing, several things. First, the, the diversity of projects they are going to work on mm-hmm. uh, during their work life at Gorgias uh, and, and the complexity of them. Um, and especially because they own the projects like 100%. They have extreme ownership, so they can have a huge impact. And they're not like only working on a part of a project, but they would be in charge of the pro- project from A to Z. Uh, so uh, it helps us definitely to, to grow. And we've also implemented um, uh, some tools to help the people grow uh, at Gorgias. So I believe that's why uh, it's uh, this uh, thing stands out the most. So um, about uh, um, trainings, uh, uh, H manager has to go through uh, a specific, uh, training, uh, about management, uh, mm-hmm. which is 12 hours long. Um, we also, uh, provide individual coaching to everyone who mm-hmm. wants to, mm-hmm. uh, thanks to a tool, which is called, um, Coachello that integrates directly with our Slack. Yeah. So if you feel like, okay, uh, right now I struggle a bit with time management, well, you would be able to log on Slack and uh, find a certified coach and uh, would be able to help you for a few uh, a few hours and work on that. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say that the what, what stands out the most for gorgeous people is uh, uh, how fast you can grow uh, in the company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And would you say this is, of course, super, super nice. I know not not a lot of companies are really realistically interested in the growth and development of their employees. Would you say this is something that unites all of the gorgeous branches from the perspective of culture? Are there other things as well aside from it? I would say that definitely it uh, it uh, connects uh it unifies every pe- people at Gorgias. And I would mm-hmm. say that it's linked to the fact that, uh, and that is quite impressive. Uh, when I joined the company, I was super impressed about that. Overall, um, what unites people at Gorgias is the fact that uh, people are eager to learn. And and I'm quite impressed by how smart the people was uh, are. Like, mm-hmm. Me, it was like, oh my God, <laughs> being with such uh, smart people every day, I'm going to develop an imposter syndrome, you know, <laughs> in the end. Uh, so yeah, I would say uh, eager to learn and inspire people. And this is definitely linked with what I was uh, saying uh, before about personal growth. That's really nice. Um, I know that you used to work for the corporate environment before joining Gorgias. And these are very two different worlds, for sure. So what determined you to to switch the two? Yes, indeed, I was um, working at Carrefour. Uh, I, I believe this is a quite a famous brand in uh, in Europe. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main reason was um, um, our CEO <laughs> Romain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've met and 
he was by far one of the smartest person I've met in my career. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I would love to uh, work with this guy and to learn many things from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he seemed so passionate about his day to day and the company was growing so fast. Like I wanted to be part of the challenge with him. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to learn things to him. So <laughs> it might, might seem a bit genuine, but yes, that was the main reason why I made this big uh, shift. I think it's a very, very honest response. And this really enforces for me the reality that people actually join people in companies. And we, mm-hmm. we tend to follow leaders and the people that we feel inspired by. You know, I mean, we, we many times say that it's a super nice company. And even in the nice companies, those nice companies are the result of a very strong culture projected by the leader. So, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy whenever I hear that strong leadership really, really exists and, and influences others to join the trip. It does. Um, Adeline, I know that most, most people that are, and actually most companies that I talk to, don't really take data into account when it comes to, you know, talent acquisition or let's say employer branding. How important is data for you at Gorgias in these departments? Um, data is, um, is part of our values uh, because uh, we definitely uh, believe in maximizing our impact uh, um, by, by relying data for decision making. So yep. um, in, our, in my day to day for talent acquisition, for instance, it is key because um, it, allows, uh, to, it allows us to do predictions uh, for talent acquisitions. Uh, and to see uh, where are the best pools. To give a concrete example, because I am aware that might seem mm-hmm. a bit blurred. Yeah, please. Uh, like for a specific position, if you like, uh, okay, I'd like to hire a full stack engineer. Uh, uh, based on the data, I know that um, uh, in the talent acquisition funnel, I would definitely need to have at least um, interviewed 100 of them so that at least 25 of them would succeed in the coding challenge. So at least um, uh, 15 of them would succeed in the hiring manager interview. So at least, et cetera. So uh, mm-hmm. based on data, I know for each position uh, how big my uh, talent pool should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I can also see uh, what sourcing tools have been the best for these specific positions. Uh, what have been my chances of success uh, for a specific uh, location. So I think it's uh, definitely helping um, for the decision and uh, can be a great alert to tell you, well, uh, even if the pipeline looks good uh, for this specific positions, it's actually a a very small pipeline. So you need to keep working on that. Exactly. It it also involves or at least, I don't know, impacts actually the um, revenue streams at the end of the year. So I think it's super important that leaders and, you know, um, C-level managers start to take data into account when it comes to employer branding as well, because like I said, it does have an influence in the end on the company revenue and on the company profits, if not on Um, everything else. Yeah, and bouncing back on what you just said, um, and it, I think it's uh, it is related to that. We we believe in data, and we also believe in transparency. And the way we built our compensation tool 
and that, for me this is uh, uh, really tied to the the talent acquisition process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is one hundred percent based on data, and so we crossed uh, several big databases uh, across yeah. the globe, uh, so that our salary are based on the sixtieth percentile of those databases. And so whenever a candidate would have a question about uh, the compensation or would challenge us or trying to negotiate with, I think it's pretty fair. Uh, we are super confident to share uh, how the package was built, yeah. uh, how it was calculated uh, and to give a, a proper answer to that. Mm -hmm. Because we, I don't believe uh, in, uh, in negotiation uh, during a, when you, you take or make an offer. Mm -hmm. We all know that uh, some candidates we are, are more prone to raise the hand uh, to negotiate, and especially yeah. uh, male candidates. So if you if we want to have a strong impact at the very uh, beginning of the <laughs> of the process and to make sure that we reduce indeed the gap, um, the salaries gap, it is uh, for me super important to have um, to be 100% convinced of why you offer is the best and uh, to rely on data uh, to make mm -hmm. those uh, decisions and offers. Oh, wow. So this this is one other element that we'll be promoting along with this podcast, the fact that you guys are um, adepts at reducing the, the gender payment gap. This is an issue that's affecting Germany, as far as I've heard, and it was really surprising for me to, to hear mm -hmm. when I when I came here. thought it would only happen in the US, but apparently it's not. So. <laughs> Kudos for that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough topic, but it is very interesting. One. <laughs> um, Adeline, what are for you three key predictions for the next year in talent acquisition and employer branding? Yeah. Um, well, twenty twenty one was already challenging, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's always hard to make predictions, but. I would guess that 2022 is going to be even harder <laughs> in talent acquisition than 2021 because we can see, and especially in the startup environment, that uh, it's still ongoing, that still uh, many funds are raised. Uh, mm -hmm. And so um, some startups are going to look for many, many uh, talents. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a first. Then, um, a bit related to that, uh, I believe that uh, sourcing is uh, key and those who are going to manage uh, the companies uh, which are going to manage to find the best talents are the ones who are going to implement new methodologies to source. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean uh, mm -hmm. implementing uh, gross uh, sourcing methodologies. Uh, it, it's not it's not like uh, the the old method. It, it has to come yeah. with data again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it has to come with uh, powerful tools, uh, um, gross hacking tools, and uh, those who implement those tools for me will make the difference uh, in uh, in twenty twenty two. I guess the third one would be more about uh, the employer branding. The two first are about talent acquisition. Um, from what I see during interviews, we have more and more candidates uh, asking about companies' missions, company, what company, the, what Gorgias would do for sustainability, 
And I believe this is quite new. Well, it has happened, but I believe uh, indeed sustainability is taking more and more room uh, in our lives and people are more and more aware uh, of uh, the problem. And yeah, and for the younger generation, it is something key uh, to take into account. So mm -hmm. we're working actively uh, to become better and better every day. And I believe that uh, it is something that will matter more for the candidates that it used to, that it used to matter in the past. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, these can also be considered personal predictions, but they're more like, you know, business <laughs> predictions. Um, what would you ex expect from the new year personally? Oh, <laughs> this is a good question for uh, like it's mid-December. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a resolution time. Exactly. I'm, I'm still asking myself that question as well. I, I don't have the answer to it yet. <laughs> um. Well, um, I guess I would love to keep growing and developing my network outside from my home country, which is France. Mm -hmm. um, so lucky me, uh, you mentioned that, but I'm back from the US. I was able to meet uh, very inspiring people there. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. We're talking to each other, Georgina, and I've been to Romania once and I'm looking forward to yeah. coming back soon. So yeah, growing, uh, growing personally and also uh, meeting more inspiring people uh, from different countries that are, who are going to help me grow as well. So that would be uh, a personal expectation. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be on the list for me as well, um, growing the network and sort of uh, integrating it into several other directions that I'm exploring. Well, yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Adeline, since we're reaching the end of this episode, um, the question that I ask all my guests towards the end is related to something that has helped them in their becoming an employer branding manager or a talent acquisition manager. And it can be anything from a blog that you follow or a book that you've read and was super inspiring or a person that you met and, I don't know, influenced you in some way. What would that be? This is a very tough one <laughs> because I I'm know. like, okay, I can think of a lip of, of 10. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you have to pick just one and that's the most yeah, difficult yeah, I part. <laughs> I guess uh, the, the tool that has helped me the most is a community uh, called uh, CPOHQ community. Mm -hmm. um, which counts 1,300 head of people or CPOs uh, across the globe. Wow, okay. And I discovered them by chance. And to be honest, uh, I think it was like four or five months ago. And I took my new role at Gorgias um, eight months ago. So I was like, oh, this has helped me so much. I wish I had discovered them earlier. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's basically, it's a forum, it's a, you, you may ask any questions, you make search for any question that, I'm be, that I has been asked in the past. Uh, they share a lot of documents, uh, studies. So when you're wondering uh, something about, okay, what should be uh, the salary increase for next year? Uh, yeah. What are other companies doing about uh, this uh, remote policy uh, with COVID? Mm -hmm. What are other, like, 
it's super great because immediately you would have an overview of 20, 30 uh, other companies um, and what they do. And I think it's, uh, it's really inspiring for decision making. And you feel like you're, you're not that alone <laughs> and you're not the only one facing these specific situations. Others, uh, other peers uh, are and uh, you can um, rely on each other, which is uh, super great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would I would quote that one. Um, it's a good resource. You. It's a good resource for me and for our listeners for sure. And it emphasizes again the power of the community and the impact of networking, although um, virtually, right? Yes, definitely. Super, Adeline. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I really look forward to meeting you in person in Berlin or in Romania or in Paris. Doesn't matter someday. <laughs> somehow yes <laughs> in your favorite city yes <laughs> definitely. yeah i uh, uh, i uh, i definitely have paris on the list again very soon so we'd love to yes good luck okay with your uh, personal plans also with your professional development and um yeah, good luck to gorgeous as well it seems like an amazing company to work for yeah i couldn't be happier to be honest so yeah thank you so much georgina for inviting me over again um, thank you. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye. This was Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and content on employer branding related themes on employerbranding.tech. Until the next time, stay tuned. Bye.